If you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there are certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas, from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Sunday Fun Day with Marcella Lonzo. Today I am so happy to welcome my first Cuban comic, <laughs> Esther Acosta. I actually just got nervous when I was going to say your name. I don't know why I just got nervous. I was like, oh my God. So I am half Cuban by my father and half Puerto Rican. So this is, and I kind of always identified myself as being Cuban. And then I came um, back to New York and I was all of a sudden I felt you know, reunited with the Puerto Rican side. So I, I don't know with my Cuban side, I always had to be prim and proper because my family down in Miami, you, you, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Exactly yes, yes. And so um, I'm very excited, very happy to be here. I discovered you on another comics IG and then I started following you and I actually enjoy watching every day your IG, you making something mm -hmm. and, and, and like it was entertaining because I'm like, oh, what's she going to make today? What's she going to put on? And she has different cute little outfits. So you all have to go follow her. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Esther, please introduce yourself. Tell my audience and listeners who you are and how you got into comedy. All right. So my name is Esther Acosta. I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, Hialeah mm -hmm. to be exact, for mm -hmm. those of you that know uh, Miami. Uh, and then I moved to New York back in 2001. I have a Cuban restaurant in Corona, Queens. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing comedy about almost two years ago now. Mm. And what brought you into comedy? My mom. Your mom? Yeah, my mom's like, Mamita, you're so funny. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then 2020 hit and the uh -huh. restaurants got closed. Uh -huh. And she saw that I was just going into a depression. She's like, what makes you happy? And I'm like, making people laugh. So I started writing and she was my audience, which I don't know if that was good or bad. She would laugh at everything. Uh -huh. And then once they started opening up, I started going to open mics. And I just felt so good when I grabbed that microphone. I was on stage and I was just talking about my life. And so many things for such a long time that made me cry were making people laugh. And it just felt good. I was like, okay, it's all worth it, what I've been through. <laughs> wow. So growing up, a lot of people don't know about Hialeah. And Hialeah, like, <laughs> anywhere in this country, like, Hialeah, like, let me explain it to people that don't know about Hialeah. Nobody speaks English. Nope. Yeah, nobody nope. speaks English over there. Um, I don't like to get into politics, but surprisingly you know the po political party mostly yes yeah people would be very very surprised i was raised in florida and the first time i moved i showed you earlier yeah. when i moved to california they wanted to ban spanish in orange county and 
I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make any sense at all. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I had a boyfriend that was American at one point, and he was like, babe, can can you ask them for this? I said, what are you talking about? They don't speak English. I said, babe, what are you talking? Like, are you serious? We're the United States. Like, I get it. But how does how does the person at the check cashing or do not speak English? I mean, Spanish. Yeah, English. It just it was mind boggling. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Yeah, people don't realize like in Haile, <laughs> todo espanol. Todo. If not, they will not attend you. But like, go on, go to somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that being said, and I just you know again, I'm trying not to get political. What people don't realize, it is fully Republican. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I first, you know what I mean. Nobody, and I try not getting political. But it was uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles. I think the year was. 2009 and they had it in orange county they wanted to ban spanish and i'm like and it was a republican party and i'm like huh how are they doing that that makes no sense (laughs) that didn't make no sense at all for me and then all of it you know you know how politics later on for latinos how it turned into but yeah no i know very much about (laughs) highly it's totally different so it what again brought you to new york in 2001 my brother, um, my brother called me up and said, yo, what are you doing? What, what are we doing? You know, and I was like, ah, you know what? I want something different. I want to change. He started mm-hmm. working for Starwood Hotels, the W Hotel. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I had just graduated from Johnson & Wales University mm-hmm. in North Miami Beach, uh, studying hospitality management. And he had just graduated from FIU, mm-hmm. uh, hospitality management. And he said, you know, why don't we come and work for this hotel brand? I said, cool. So we worked for that hotel brand for a while. I worked with them uh, probably about nine to ten years Mm -hmm. and I love it I traveled the world I got to know so many different facets of the hotel business I was in catering I was in conference services I was in front desk I was in housekeeping so I did a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. and then back in then in 2011 my great uncles were getting old Mm -hmm. and my brother said why don't we just take over the family business Mm-hmm. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. So my great uncles had just uh, had established a restaurant in 1976, Rincón Criollo. Mm-hmm. And, and that's in Queens? Yes. Okay. And then me and my brothers in 2011 just went in and said, all right, well, we want to take it over. And they said, uh, take it over? You mean uh, you want to buy it? <laughs> oh, they told you you want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, we were like, uh, you're not just going to give it to us? And then they gave us a really high number. I was like, yeah. I was like, not even a family discount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I know how family, especially when you're dealing with Cubans. Yeah. 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 So me and my uh-huh. brother were like, okay, okay. So we we had to make it happen, and we asked my dad for help and mom uh-huh. for help, and we made it happen, and we bought it in 2011. Wow. Yeah. And so you've been, you and your brother, been running it, yes. and you get, you obviously get along. Oh yeah. I love yeah. my brother. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Business partner, best friend. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's great. And so now recently with your comedy, because the restaurant closed, you were, were you making, you were still making money, right? To go. We were doing to go. Um, honestly, there were days that I was just open to pay my staff. Oh, um, We weren't man. actually making money. It was just enough money to pay for the expenses, pay for the, you know, the labor cost or whatever it was. It wasn't really a lot of profit. So that was a very, the, the pandemic hit you really, really hard. Oh yeah. It was, it was very hard. And, and um, the restaurant is an experienced restaurant. You go there to celebrate your birthday. To celebrate. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, yes, we were good for takeout, but it wasn't the same experience. Right. People want to come and eat inside. Right. So You had music and different yeah, stuff like that. It's just, it's a great atmosphere. It's a great vibe. And suddenly it was just taken away from us. And it just got me so sad. Oh. You know, I walked into these walls that there was nobody inside. When I was so used to that warmth of the people, the right. families, of the laughter, of the yelling, or whatever it was, it was people. <laughs> right, right. And a lot of regulars coming in and yes. seeing different regulars and people 
you know, disappear and then not, not hearing from the regulars. Cause a lot of people left New York and went down to Florida. Yeah. And, uh, definitely it was, it was hard even asking like, how's this person? How's that person? Oh, mm. they passed away. I'm like, Oh, so I was just staying quiet. I wasn't even asking cause I just wow. felt bad. <laughs> and so during this time going to, when, did, how did, did you do open mics virtually? No, I, um, I started in January of 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, finally they started opening stuff up and I went to, uh, the tiny cupboard. Oh yeah, okay. I love that tiny uh -huh. part in Brooklyn, and I went with a bunch of friends. So I didn't really know what an open mic was. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize it's a place where comics go to practice. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a show, so mm -hmm. I brought friends. Mm -hmm. I brought like ten friends, and I was the funniest person up there because I had a crowd. <laughs> oh, well, oh, because they were your own friends. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh my god, this girl's great," um, but I had no, I had no idea what I was doing as far as structure. Right, the writing life. aspect of it. I didn't know that. Right, I didn't know how to write a joke. I just yeah. it was funny. I just went up there and, and to do different routines yeah. because you've got ten minute sets. Mm -hmm. You've got a like when I see specials for an hour, they're putting in a lot of work. That's a lot of work, and that's why I think like it to to reach that level, you need so many years of experience with comedy. Definitely, I agree. I can't wait to get to that point because <laughs> I can talk a lot. No, but it's just getting, you know, getting to that point that you're just like that comfortable that you have that much material because you have to respect the craft. Right. Yes. And that's, I think, one of my biggest pet peeves sometimes, like some comics that just get up there and just talk. That's great. But you have to, you have to respect what you're doing. You have to respect comedy. There's a structure to it. Yeah. It's not the, just standard. <laughs> and pulling up the material from yeah. your background. It's not as easy. Like oh, people no. don't. That's why I really respect the... Uh, before I started doing the podcast, I started doing like lives on IG and there was somebody that went viral that I interviewed and, um, but they weren't like a stand up comedian. And then I saw like how cocky they were. I was so turned off and they were full of themselves. They're like, I know all in New York or whatever. And then I noticed a difference when I interviewed stand up comedians because they had, they put in the work. Oh yeah. They put in, they're not just doing TikToks. They're not mm -hmm. just... No, they're putting in the work. They're putting in the stage time. They're doing the open mics. And mm -hmm. I saw the difference. And then I started really, I said, you know what? I just want to, with Sunday Funday, I just want, I want comics on here. I don't want to bother with these other people. Like, it's just, I don't want nobody that's, you know what I'm saying? I want the true, you know, craft of it. The people that serve us. Because I see the difference when interviewing. Yeah. Even, you know what I'm saying? It's no jokes or like little skits or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and a lot of my comedy like comes from like me, uh -huh. um, which I know they say you gotta like embellish a little bit. I don't really embellish too much. Uh -huh. um, I use my because my my life is hilarious. Uh -huh. The stuff that has happened to me, and my mom's like, "Oh my god," <laughs> you know. She's like, "It's not. It's me just having regular conversations sometimes because uh -huh. there's so many outrageous things that have happened to me. So uh -huh. I think sometimes I laugh. I'm like, God, are you messing with me? I'm like, are you just throwing material in my face right now? <laughs> I take it and write it. <laughs> yes. That's material. Yes, everything. I'm like, especially at the restaurant. Oh my uh -huh. God, I get so much material at the restaurant. Oh, wow. So many of the customers and just the situations and things that happen. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write about this. <laughs> you know what? And what I've noticed, I've interviewed like a comic from Miami and I've known of other Miami comics and they always kind of cater to that Miami audience. With you being in New York, do you notice how to be more diverse in the crowd with, versus, yeah, because there's... I understand comedy in Miami. So yeah. when I watch those, uh, I can't think of the one guy's name. I hit him up. He won't be on my show. <laughs> yeah. He's never replied to my email. <laughs> What's his name? Let's get him. Uh, Mario. That was his, he never replied to my email. <laughs> 
He has never replied, but he's funny. Yeah. But he caters to just Miami. Mm. And as a comic, you know, when you go into the city, you can't just cater. Oh, definitely. I, like, I, they I don't that. get it. You have to learn to cater to the different audience have you already discovered that with the different audiences definitely i've um i've been in downtown downtown clubs Mm -hmm. um and it's just different because you have tourists and you know there's just different type of people and i've also been in you know my spanish crowd Mm -hmm. i've been in you know like in that ambience that they they i come in and i already get the love i don't even before i even grab the mic they're like oh my god no i get the love with you know what's crazy is i follow a lot of female comics and they're known and then they follow me back and i'm like oh you know what I'm saying? But if I if it's somebody else and I get my love back yeah. from my other fellow fellow Latinos, you know what I'm saying? And it's great. But I notice, you know, that's kind of hard, you know, hard like cater. How do you cater to those when you do go to the city? I'm the type of person I like to go a little bit before the show. Okay. And I like to watch people as they're coming in. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you kind of, I'm so good at like reading that like body language. Right. So the moment they walk in, I'm like, all right, they're together and they're not together. They're unhappy. They're happy. They're probably friends. Okay. They're here for a good time. And you just, you, you kind of pick at what you have, at least what I do. Uh-huh. Your like, bits. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, this material is going to work. And it, one time I went to a place and they had a dog uh-huh. and I have a... I have a joke about bestiality. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, all right, maybe not use that joke. <laughs> I was like, X that one out. Um, <laughs> so you kind of feel the crowd. And, right, right, right. Yeah, so I'm very big on that. And I like to even talk to people before the show, oh. which is so nice because that's how you start getting... That's where you're, yeah. the first comic that you, I don't know, some, uh, you realize that for just starting in 2021. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, and but, I love that. I'm a people person. Uh-huh. I talk to everybody. I talk to Wolf. It talks back. You know, I'm like, like I'm super like just like friendly and uh-huh. and I think it's very important to gain the respect of those people that are going to be there at your show. Right. They paid a ticket to yeah. see a show. Right. And they want an experience. They want to be a part of it. Right. They don't just want to sit there and okay, and this is my joke and this is my joke. No. Right, right, right. They want to laugh with you. They want to be a part of it. So when I'm up in there, I'm like looking at people. I'm like looking at people in the eyes and I'm like bringing them into what I'm saying and where my single ladies at, you know, where my older women at, <laughs> where my people with no kids. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm like trying to, you know, where my couples, I'm like, congratulations to you guys. I wish I had a couple, but I don't, right. you know, <laughs> it's just gauging who you're, you're reading the with. room. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> That's good. No, I'm really impressed because the time period you started, because some people um, that have been doing comedy for years aren't really doing that extra legwork. And I think it's important for people to go in, read the room, see who's coming in there, who's their audience. And, you know, that's just vital. And I've witnessed that. You know what I'm saying? I saw I saw Sarah Contreras in person, who I've also interviewed. She gave a hell of a performance. But but the audience was mostly African-American and she gave a hell of a performance. But it's, you know, it's kind of harder for us Latinos because everything is kind of black or it's white. And then here we are like in the middle and we have to like kind of exert and push ourselves more to get that love. And and, and I I witnessed she did like her performance was one of the best. And I'm like, why isn't she at the stand? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting and. You know, it's you got to read that room and it's hard. She did a great, but it's still, we still deal with, you know, the unspoken, not kind of racism, but it's relating to people. No, 100%. You, yeah. and, I, and I'm very big 
on creating a fan base. Mm-hmm. I want people to come to my shows. It's not about how many shows I can get. Mm-hmm. It's about getting you to come to my show because I want you to be part of the experience. I want you to be part of my journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm always you know, interacting with my customers, interacting from the restaurant, or interacting with my fans, or interacting with you know, people that I meet. I'll go to the grocery store. I'm like, you like comedy? I'm like, you should follow me. Oh, good marketing. <laughs> Very good marketing. Everywhere I go, because I, I want I want people to be a part of this journey, because I think it's so amazing, and people want to be a part of something. Yeah. You know, we're living in this world that ugh, everything absolutely sucks, to be honest with you. Yeah. So when you see someone that's, like, making their dreams come true, you're like, oh, my God, I want to be around. I want to be a part yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you want to be around good, good energy yes. and stuff like that. You don't want to be... Negative. Now you have started because I am going to your uh, concert May nineteenth. Yes. Um, you have start. You did something very interesting, and I thought it was just an awesome, great idea with your restaurant. Tell us about it. So as I said, we bought it from my great uncles in two thousand eleven, and what happened was when I started doing comedy, I said, you know, I want more stage time, so I'm going to create my stage time. I actually had my great uncle make me a stage, uh-huh. and every month you had your great uncle make you a stage. <laughs> It's a cute little stage. He did such a good job. Uh-huh. And every month, I you know I have a show. I co-produce. Um, I produce with Product of Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bring in the comics, and then I host it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a great platform for me and my customers, and they get to be a part of my journey and also eat my great food. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. No, nowadays though, as women, I feel like we do like with these podcasts. I had to start. You have to. You can't sit there. You know, I, I am an actress. I have my SAG cord, for instance, and I've worked with a lot of actors and like, just like my producer over here, I actually met on set, um, say hi to Brianna, everybody, <laughs> have her chime in. Um, you can't sit there and wait there. And I've, I've come across actors that are sitting there waiting for something to come waiting. You have to like go and get it and yes. produce your own stuff and do your own things. You can't sit there and you know, why can't I get, I've run into comics, why can't I not get stage time? You know what I'm saying? Or they're sitting or, I don't know. And I've seen some females, I hate to say it, I don't know. (laughs) I have seen some female comics and um, mostly Caucasian women, no offense to any Caucasian woman over there. And they're thin and they're pretty and all that. And I watch them and all I can think of is who the hell are they fucking to get this spot? That's who, all I can think of. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. You, oh, you probably yeah. know who I'm talking about because I say this to every female comic, but I have seen them. They're pretty, they're thin, they're white, and they're not funny at all. And I'm like, who are they fucking? 100%. Like, whose dick is, is she sucking right now to get the stage time? You know, because oh yeah, she is malo. Like, when you're like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? No, it's funny. I've I've been questioned before. Um, I've gotten opportunities that I've been told, well, how did you get that spot? It's so hard to get that spot. It's because you have a big ass. Oh, I they said, said that to you? I said, you know what, Bobby? You have no idea. I work from 12 to 10 at the restaurant and uh-huh. I run to go to hit the midnight show and I sit back there hoping that somebody's not going to show up. I did that for seven months straight. Wow. So they finally gave me an opportunity. And it wasn't because I was sucking anyone's cock or because I was fucking anybody. Right. It was because I worked my ass off because I was sitting there. Because you ran I, from yes. the restaurant till yeah. midnight. Yeah, and I sat there and I waited and I waited till one day it was raining and somebody canceled and the girl said, "Hey, do you want to come?" You up? Did, so, every, so how many <laughs> times did they not show up? 
Um, not, it took me seven months to get on stage. Wow. Yeah. This was a lot. It was like, yeah. people don't understand. I hustled. I worked my way up there. And this is, for example, I'm going to say it. I don't care. Grizzly pear. The grizzly okay. Pear. Yeah. I wanted to. And they saw the hustle. And Gabe is cute. He didn't come yeah. up from Miami. He didn't give you no. <laughs> he did it. Mm -mm. He did it. Mm -mm. It was Kenny. Kenny actually oh, gave me the opportunity. And I always hear Gabe is the one that. <laughs> no. Gabe, oh. Gabe didn't do nothing for me. Uh, <laughs> love him. You know what? That's how I hate to say it with like, like that's what, like, with Latino men, they can be funny with us women. Mm -hmm. They can be funny. Have you noticed that? That Yeah. I. That's why I said, like, because I told you when I was in, uh, I lived in L.A., Mexicans, um, they opened the door. They were so nice to me. Um, I lived 10 wonderful years. I always say I'm in... Um, I'm Cuban and Puerto Rican, but uh, Mexican by injection <laughs> because the Mexican men, like they really opened the door. I came to New York and I've had like a lot of Latino men, like you think they would open the door, but they kind of don't. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Definitely. And I've seen some, uh, you know, not all, not all, because I've interviewed some, I don't want to bash anybody, <laughs> but you think they would want to help. If, I agree. I right. agree. But everything I've I've done is because I've worked at it and because I've been out there. I've put myself out there. I've networked. I go to a lot of shows and support other comics. Yeah. And a lot of people make fun of me. Oh, why are you going over there? What are you doing? What do you mean? I go and I purchase a ticket uh -huh. and I go to the show and I support my friends and I support fellow comics and other producers see that. Right. They see that. For example, Fen. I work with Fen um, and we did Spin the Block. Uh -huh. It took me a while to get on the Splendid Block. I didn't just get there the first time. He yeah. saw me going to the shows. I would sit back there and I would applaud and I was there for all the comics. And he's like, okay. Well, even I've noticed I have to define more comics. I need to go to shows. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I did have my PR lady and she hooked me up with people. But then I was like, sometimes I would be like, eh, do I want to interview this person? So now I've been finding people on my own. Yeah. And it's I kind of like it because I'll look at them from afar. I'll look at their material. Sometimes all I can find is the basic stuff on social media. So that's why I tell comics, like, you got to keep on putting your stuff on social media. A lot of comics are not up on social media. I see that. And for me, social media was huge as far as the restaurant. Yes. Yes. When the restaurant closed, I had to put out there and say, please, guys, order to go. This is the special that we have. And every morning, if you look at my, my page for Rincon Criollo, I would put on the special and I would eat it in front of them. And I was like, mm, it's so good. Oh, that's where you got your... Because <laughs> yeah. if you everybody, if you go to her IG, every day she's making <laughs> breakfast, but I like it. And then she has a cute little outfit on for the men that want to take a chance and look at... She has a cute little outfit. She puts it on. So <laughs> I have a huge closet and I'm one of these people that keep stuff. I literally have stuff from 1999. It's uh -huh. weird. I loved, I'm like, one day I'm going to wear it. One day I'm going to wear it. And some of them, the seams are broken. And I'm like, I'm still going to hold on to it just in case. Uh -huh. So I wear it to cook. <laughs> no, I watch it every day. And she, <laughs> and I love, I'm watching. I'm a female. I'm not like, you know, I'm watching it and I'm liking it because like I told you before we started, I was like, I have more of a producer's mind. And I'm like, this is a character. <laughs> this is somebody I could write a whole show around her. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know if you saw, but I did a live about maybe a month ago mm -hmm. and I was wearing a bathing suit and I was washing my car. Mm -hmm. We do that in Miami all the time. It's yeah. Normal. Well, Miami is a different, we're used to being both as, in Miami is different. It's, it's different. It's different down there. It's more stuff is acceptable, even though 
like we have the tias and the tios that we have to stand up proper mm -hmm. and oh i remember it was a big thing with one of my cousins oh you know they never lived together before they were married like that was another i don't know why cubans are act like that they act so prim and proper but then they, they could be the biggest putas. A hundred percent. Tell me about right. it. Right. I became the black sheep of the family because I left my house when I was 18. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's not married. Why is she leaving the house? No, 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 no. And my whole family turned their back on me. I was like, because I'm making my dreams come true. I'm doing what I want. I don't want to sit at home and right. live until I'm in my 30s. No, I want to do my own thing. I was independent from the moment I was 18. Yeah. I made my own money, and I have since then. Good, good for you. Because <laughs> we need more. It's good for you and then to wait a bit before getting in a relationship, because relationships are overrated. Mm. They <laughs> Let's not talk about relationships. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, it's not that they're overrated, but sometimes a girl can be single and ready to mingle and have more fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would love to be in a relationship. Yeah. I'm a great girlfriend. Oh. I am. I just haven't found the right person. And it's not a lack of trying. And it, you'll, you'll hear it in my bits, but yeah. it's literally not a lack of trying because I am out there. I do everything possible. I am like one of these people. I am when I'm walking around. I'm like that could be my future husband. That one maybe that. Oh, one. Really? <laughs> I believe in love at first sight. I believe in the magic. I believe in romance. I'm like one of those people, but it hasn't happened. <laughs> oh, the right time. The right time. That's what everyone says. So great. So you are you're now producing these shows, and have yeah. the turnout's been good. It's been great. I sell out every single time. Wow. We've had seven shows, and they've also seven out. shows. Yes. <laughs> wow and they so how many the capacity it's 52 mm -hmm. um i usually max it at i i add like three more chairs so i'll do 55 mm -hmm. um and then i'll do standing room if, if do necessary. you require like the two drink minimum like the alcohol oh because it's no alcohol right no there is there's okay there, there's yeah. alcohol but, but oh I, you're not forcing the drink i don't because most people want to eat most people want to yeah. purchase food. Not, I mean, I, I haven't encountered anyone that's come to the restaurant. Because I went somewhere. I'm not going to share the name. But how the hell am I going to spend $200 in Brooklyn? Yeah, oh, for wow. and the drink, and they brought the drinks and paper cups. No, I'm not gonna say the name. Oh and I was close to leaving a bad review. Ooh. But I was like, so, and they the whole time the host was pushing. It's a two drink minimum, and I'm like, this is more than I spent at the and the stand. I like though they have good food. Yes, they do have the stand. I have to say, I personally like going there. However, I. The thing I like, I've been to the stand a lot. A good girlfriend of mine, Aliyah Janine, has a show um, that I go to usually once a month. She has. They have phenomenal foods. I love the drinks and everything. But the thing I also don't really particularly care about the stand is I don't really see that big of a variety mm -hmm. at the stand. Okay. And like I said, when I saw Sarah Contreras, I'm like, why is she not at the stand? <laughs> why is she not? I need to tag. I need to tag her. Like, why is she not? You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I know of different, you know, comedians throughout the city and, and I know there's politics, but I just don't, I'm not seeing this mix of people. When I say mix, you know what I'm saying? It's the mix of black, brown, white, you know what I'm saying? That I want to see because 
New York City actually has a very high Latino population. Yes. But when you go to these clubs, and I get it, they've got to cater to the tourists and to everybody else. I am not seeing representation of my people too much. And it's, so that's why, like, now I'm like, okay, I love the stand. I've been there enough. I've seen the people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The food's great or whatever. I'm trying to explore into my favorite. I'm not really crazy, but I think it's the comedy cellar. Oh, the food is <laughs> I've never actually been to the comedy cellar as a comedy. Oh my God, the there. food is terrible. Yeah. They're probably going to now ban me from never going there for saying that. But the you food is, the food is, no, I ordered some nachos and it was, it reminded me, remember when you were a kid and you would just dr- throw the, the cheese like on top and stick it in the microwave? I swear to God, that's what they did at the comedy cellar. Like the, the food would, and then I said something to her and the, the guy, the waiter, and I go, this is, I even told him that. I go, this is like when you were six years old at a slumber party and you're putting the cheese on top. Like you were just like at a party and you let's make nachos and put the cheese on there. It was, ter- it was vitally terrible. Like it was the worst. Yeah, you know, what was really good food. Actually, the Grizzly Pear Midtown. Really? Delicious. They make these tacos and they have these made to order donuts. Mm, they like, oh, really? Mouth. They're so delicious. It's really, really I have yet to go to the Grizzly, um, Grizzly I, I did interview Gabe. He was my first Cuban male comic. Yes. You are my first Cuban female, female Cuban. I've, I've, inter- <laughs> uh, I've interviewed, you know, Sarah is the, the Puerto Rican comic. Oh. And I'm trying to get all of my Latinos in as much as I possible to show them representation. But uh, yeah, food with us is a big deal. It is. That's it's, why I got so excited because I said I get to bring good food, comedy, and entertainment. I have couples. My age range of people that go are 40 uh-huh. to 60. Wow. And they that's date night to them. No, but it is. It's going to a comedy club is a very good date night. They love it. They're like, oh my God, you've given us something to do every month. I don't have to go to the city. Right. And it's just so convenient and it's safe. And I know that I'm going yeah, somewhere. Yeah, and plus Queens has more residents that live there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like, like I live in Brooklyn, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm trying to get in Queens. Um, but like people don't, to go to the city is a whole hassle. It's a whole pain in the ass you know it's great if you live in there but it's it's yeah i get that staying in your borough yeah actually i just did a show in brooklyn have you been to 275 park avenue what is it so great deshaun's room no very good room i just when i first came so i came to new york in 2019 Mm -hmm. i was after 10 wonderful years of living in la uh i share that with everybody and when i first came here so when I went to LA, I used to love to go to the comedy store. The comedy store is like, yeah. that's why I idolize Mitzi Shore. Nice. I idolize her. And that is my favorite club ultimately there. Um, and you would just get all these lineups. So there was nowhere that I could figure out where, again, this was before the pandemic. And I just found, I went to Caroline's and it was a headliner club with one act. And it's kind of, and it was, I remember uh, it was JB Smoove and I have, I worked with JB Smooth once before and you know, he did a good act, but I kind of missed that seeing different act, different act. So I didn't really know where the comedy clubs were and I was looking, but now that I've, you know, through the podcast and all that, I'm discovering different places. Yeah. Um, and I just went to LA recently, um, mm-hmm. spin the block, as I was saying, Fen, he had a show at the Hollywood improv. Uh-huh. That oh, that's was good. amazing. I was like, this is it's in the green room. Oof. 
for us comics, usually the green room is like two little chairs and figure it out. Yeah. This was a beautiful with couches and chairs. Oh, at Hollywood Improv? Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is a nice like green room. <laughs> I was like, I want to perform <laughs> So here. you went to LA to work or just to go just fill it out? Just a, a visit. I went um, to support my friends because they were performing and I wanted to be there. And I also wanted, again, it's all about networking. You never right. know who you're going to meet. No, no. Yeah. With comedy. Yeah. I mean, comedy is a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you have to put yourself out there. No one's going to go knock on your door. No, mm-hmm. no. And, and and that's where the problem, like I, like I said, that I come from like the acting world and all that. You can't just sit there and wait for a part or uh, and, and sit there and, and oh, fiddle your... And, and we all know of actors that are sitting there, you know, like sitting there waiting and they're not doing nothing else. Nothing. Yeah, I'm not getting any callbacks. Well, figure it out. Go out there. Go to yeah. the auditions. Do what you got to do. Well, also <laughs> living in LA, like Brianna and I, this is where I related with Brianna. I was so used to, right? People work in different like three or four jobs. Like, so I meet her on set and I'm like, this is the LA, this is the mentality I need. Cause in New York, when the people that I meet on set, all they know is like, oh, just the acting world. That's it, that's it. And they get kind of like, uh, I don't know, a lot of like Hollywood is kind of history, a lot of mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they want, but uh, when I met Brianna, the, my producer right here, it was great cause she, she had all these skills. You get what I'm saying? And you got it. When you live in LA, like people don't really talk about the real LA. You got to have different skills and different job sets to be able to like get on the ground. And so I always, you know, when I came to New York and I discovered more of the, you know, I'm originally from here, but, uh, and I was raised in Florida, but when I came back here, I was kind of surprised. I was like, yo, these people just have one job. What the hell? (laughs) How are they going to survive? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was used to people with multiple, like, you know what I'm saying? hustles and things and just going out there and doing it and yeah you can't sit there and wait and dream and then kiss ass and Mm -mm. you have to you have to surround yourself with people that are going to make you great yes and i've learned that i learn from everyone that i spend time with scope sign are you adios oh okay okay (laughs) yeah what is your birthday april 11th my daughter is april 13th Today, but Aries, you guys are something at my. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh, what are <laughs> did we? you give your mother a hard time growing up? We got a. Oh my God, yes. You did? Oh my. You know, it's funny because now we are best friends. Mm-hmm. She goes, ah, don't talk about that, right? She goes, you were the worst. I was like, me. Oh goes, no. Goes, my so Aries funny. daughter did me worse than any man. Oh yeah. She was like, she said that too? Yeah, she goes, Tecita, you were the worst. You didn't appreciate anything I did for you. I was, because I was in dance line. Uh-huh. I was behind you in every dance routine, everything, cheering you on. You were like, whatever, mom, whatever, mom. I said, that's not true. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you were the worst. You would throw your bag at me here like if I was your slave. Oh, that's what my daughter did to me, too. <laughs> that's what my daughter did, too. Yeah. She would like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm all about surrounding yourself with people mm-hmm. that are going to make you better. People that want what's best for you. Yeah. Um, people that are going that you're going to learn from. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because and you need the you need do need the positive energy, exactly. and you do need to be around people that are going to uplift you and not have any jealousy or anything because it's so. Have you with other female comics? It's different for men because men have this brotherhood and everything. With other female comics, how have your experience been? In the beginning, it wasn't great. I'm going to be uh-huh. honest with you. In the beginning, it was very hard. I would show up and I would get the look and nobody. And then I met some really cool ones. Uh-huh. You know, Miss Lissa was one of them. That I, The moment I met her, I was afraid. Who's Miss Lissa? I don't know if you've met Miss Lissa. Um, she does a thing. Miss Lissa knows... Um, 
I don't know. She does uh, different stuff. Um, she was just at the Grizzly Pair Midtown recently. She's been at the Comedy Cellar. She's been pretty much everywhere. What is but, she? Um, she's black. Oh, okay. She's I'm like, black. I'm yeah, like, I'm oh, like, I'm thinking she's a Latina. Girl. Oh, no, what? Well, she acts Latina when oh, I met her. Oh, okay. She, I, she, because she was raised by Puerto Ricans, kind of. Oh, and, you know, okay. So okay. she's like, tu sabe, and oh. we just like clicked, and I was like, oh my gosh, she kind of like let me in, oh. and and she, you know, she friended me and was like, girl, I got you, and like it was just such a nice, supportive mm-hmm. uh, vibe that I got from her that I wasn't getting from other Latina mm. comics. Um, and one of my things that um, that's a big pet peeve of mine is if you're Latina, speak your language. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not cute to say you don't speak Spanish. Yeah. If you're Puerto Rican, you speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. If you're Cuban, you speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And if you don't learn Spanish, yeah. learn your language. Yeah. I get very frustrated when people think that it's funny not to speak your language. That's not a joke. Mm-hmm. That's an embarrassment. Because yeah. I was raised in... Well, a, but in you a- were raised <laughs> in Hialeah, though, okay? <laughs> you were raised somewhere else. I was raised in Tampa, Florida. And mucho diferente, okay? All right, let me tell you... It is so different depending on where you're... And then the thing is, I start forgetting, forgetting Spanish that I'm like, ¿Cómo se dice en español? Because I start forgetting. Oh my God, are you one of them? Do you not speak Spanish well? Be- I start forgetting oh, because I have a todo no. Like in my neighborhood, where I live in Brooklyn, yeah. it's your, there, it's Islanders, Jewish people, mm. and the... Um, what do you... ¿Cómo se dice? Uh, hipsters. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't so towards you, but I was I stick out, I have nobody. <laughs> and then people are like, and then what gets me is I'm walking outside, hey mommy, like that. And sometimes though, I you know what I've done one time? I've been like, I am rushing. Like I've just thrown him <laughs> off. Cause I'm like, how dare they like stereotype me? What is this? And I go, I am rushing from Russia. Like I just do it to throw people off. No, but I've also met some really cool ones like Marcy Green. She's uh-huh. uh, Jewish, which is funny because they think she's Puerto Rican. Oh, because of hair? And they yeah. think I'm They have the, the Puerto Rican... Fr- yeah, yeah. Because of they Esther. Think, oh, because of Esther. Like, <laughs> Esther's a Jewish... I look at you, but I can tell you're Cuban. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, because I am, you know, half. I, I don't know. I guess because I'm half. You like, I can, I can tell, but... Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I get. I'm like, what do you mean? How do you not know where I'm from? I met Katie Blunt. Katie Blunt's awesome. She's uh-huh. like so much fun. I've met some really great comics that I've just been very lucky to kind of you know get a bond with. I mean, there's been others that have turned an eye on me. Um, uh-huh. No names mentioned. Right, but right, right. It's just like, really, come on. Why? Yeah, because with We're in with, it together. with the male comics, it's this brotherhood. Mm-hmm. They all get along. They're all like. And I've seen it, but for females, I have noticed, like today I said, let me cover up because I don't know, she's Cuban, let me worry, she's from Miami, oh my God, I'm like thinking I'm visiting some family, primas down in Miami, like, like what would I do, I have to sit up proper, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to hear about Trump, like, you can't hide those anymore, I've had some woman that they're kind of funny and then today Brianna works in and I'm like Brianna uh do you get this too <laughs> like <laughs> she comes from sorry Brianna that I'm like pointing you out people are gonna be like uh can we see Brianna can right now she's part breasts, of the big titty committee <laughs> over there but like do you have this too where people think like and they stare I'm gonna get them downsized because they're heavy I'm a triple e 
It's not. I have implants. They're old ass implants. Oh, okay. But I'm taking it out because now it's too much. It's a lot. Yeah. And then for acting, you know what I mean. I can't yeah. play a puta too much longer. <laughs> I'm getting older, so you know what I'm saying. Like I'm gonna take them, and then IG, I get in trouble on IG. No. Yes, like I have to cover them, and like it's a mission. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Like I have had. Um, I lost my TikTok. No. And you know what? I put it with Nocho Buena, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how we cook, right? Of course. So, but I was on my Puerto Rican side of my family for Nocho Buena. So I was talking about, you know, we're going to make arroz candules. Like I'm talking about everything. We're, had the, we're, we're having the... the um, meal. Yeah. And I was talking about our food and I wrote it all in Spanish. And then they took... And there was a big boat because they were doing this follow back. Like all african-americans follow back and all latinas follow back and i and and they 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 said sexual manner about nocha buena like yeah and i lost it well there's a there's a (laughs) that was my third post i got in trouble the first one i did a bit and i had a little flogger on there but i seen floggers nonstop. and then the second one I showed my dad and I said, well, I was raised by a Cuban gangster because he was a Cuban gang. You know, in Miami down in the 80s. Okay. All right. They did some dirt. Scarface. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's my background. But anyway, I put something about my father and he had a gun. He was a little bit, you know, different. And um, so that was the third. And then I, I felt like it was the ghost of my dad haunting me. How dare you? put my business out there like because i put you know you know the one you think you were raised but you were raised by and it had that music yeah, I don't yeah. Remember, there was a tiktok thing uh-huh. i did it for my father and i felt like it was his ghost hitting me down because he taught me all these you know the old school cubans back in the 80s with all this stuff you prayed i was raised in tampa but my yeah. dad basically i haven't really shared this in the story my dad was a bit of a gangster oh okay he was like you know i speak spanish and i drive air, airplanes on purpose right but so my dad was a bit of a gangster growing up so he would tell me stuff and he would teach me different things and he'd be like don't tell anybody of course he would be like always have a mailbox but don't get your mail at home (laughs) he would teach me so many different things that stuck with me for life you know what i mean to protect oh don't share don't let people know all the money you really have like don't wear like he would you know how they yes money laundering tips i know a lot about. yes yes yeah you grow up in miami yes right and you know all these things so um i put like i did a tiktok and that got in trouble and i felt like it was his ghost like hit me down and zapped it right away you get what i'm saying so then i lost my tiktok and somebody said I don't know. Probably that that does. I don't. It, yeah. To hell if I know. I was talking about Nocha Winner, whatever. I was like, somebody's like, you want to buy it? I can help you get it back. And they're like, it's two thousand, but fifteen hundred if you do a review. I said, it's not that damn serious. What? Now I'm like, ban it, ban TikTok. <laughs> I don't care. Ban that app because Facebook loves me. Oh, good. Facebook. I have. I built a Facebook of over seven hundred thousand. Wow. How? I don't know. I don't know how organically. Um, So I've banned like that. That's my biggest social media platform is the Facebook, and I don't get in trouble for think knock on (laughs) something we have around here. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I I back to what we were saying about the uh, that I went off topic there going into TikTok. Other female comics, I have noticed, because one time yes. I went, went up, to, there was a girl, and I'm like, oh, you're so pretty. Hi, Bonita. And she gave me this stare, like a death. <laughs> so I'm gonna, not going to name the comic, uh-huh. but I went to a show recently, uh-huh. and I went to support. Uh-huh. But the host, Rio Paris, he knows me, really mm-hmm. nice. And he said, do you want to do a couple minutes? I mm-hmm. said, sure. 
So I did a couple minutes and this woman has walked in, rolled her eyes when she saw me, sat down and put her head down like she was falling asleep during my set. I looked over and I was like, really? You have the audacity, like really? Okay, and then when she went on, I'm supportive, I'm not that type of person. I was clapping, I was into it, nobody else was into it. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a bad attitude, you're not gonna gain the crowd. Yeah. You can try to be funny, you can try to do, you can be whoever you wanna be, but if you don't gain the crowd over, you are not gonna get the laughs. Mm -hmm. So she came in with that same attitude that she came in. So everybody was just like, hmm. And I was like, you see? That's what happens. And I was with a friend of mine, and you see? Yeah. And I, ever since then, I'm like, really? I'm like, why did you have to do that? That was not cool. That was not necessary. Like, I wasn't trying to get us. Like, I just got a spot. I did. And the crowd happened to like me. Sorry. Right, right, you know? right. But it wasn't that. It was just the way I came That competitive. In. Yeah, I'm so not that type of person. Yeah. Well, no, Aries are more friendly with everybody. Yeah. They become friends with everybody. It's just that you guys, I feel sorry for whoever you get in relationship with Aries. <laughs> Because my daughter, oh my God, she did a number on her boyfriend. Oh my God, she cleaned him out. No. The little one, but I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's the other way around. Yeah. I'm way too nice. Oh, you're way too nice. No, she was nice to the, the novio, but oh. he crossed her. Oh. He said the wrong things. Oh, yeah, don't cross him. And yeah. she took off with, uh, I think it was the PlayStation or something. <laughs> she... She took off with something, got on the plane, and <laughs> like. <laughs> no, I'm way too nice, and in all my relationships, I've always been that way. But it's fine. Um, it's just the person that I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like to make others happy. I feel like I know that sometimes I go a little bit overboard, and I'm different because let's say you like the color green. I'm gonna make sure every time you come over, I have something green, and I give it to you. If it's something minimal, look, I saw this green thing, and I thought of you. Mm -hmm. That's just the person I am, and I know it's scary for men. Because men are oh, used yeah, to yeah, yeah, men are not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, you like That's good. Once you get in the relationship, oh, I got kicked out of a Facebook group one time. A you're not, what year were you born? 80. Okay, well, you're a little bit millennial. It was a, I'm a generation X. Oh. So it was, I call it a millennial group. And sorry, Brianna, I know you're millennial over there, but um, there was a group and it was all women. And a woman shared, I'm going to go ahead. She's, um, she goes, for Hanukkah, I'm going to make a playlist of love songs for my boyfriend. And um, <laughs> that's cute. she's Asian-American. <laughs> okay. She's not Jewish. Okay. <laughs> for the Jewish people, listen, because they understand when I talk, when I say this, okay? And um, she's Asian-American. And I said, honey, that's such a sweet gesture. And I get it. But let me tell you what men really like. Men love it when you buy them a gift, where it's something sports or if they're into like music or let's say they're into Star Wars or whatever. Right. All of those millennials. Right. And I'm sorry if I'm offending, you know, Brianna over there. <laughs> they came at me and called me. Um, what did they they called me like every name in the book? And I didn't know what I was talking about. And they, they came at me. They were, they came at me like no other. Right. I know men. Of course. I was a stripper, but to let you know, I was a stripper for many years. Oh, okay. That's how I supported myself. Nice. I know men <laughs> like the back of my hand. I know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I can honestly say a lot of men are very faithful, believe it or not. Hmm. Like that's something that a lot of people don't know. Me being a stripper, a lot of men, they go there, they look and they go back home to their wife. Nice. But me knowing how men are, um, I know 
Like once you're in a relationship and you give them the right gift, and let's say their favorite team is the Jets, right? You probably dated a guy. I'm just saying, I'm throwing Jets out there because <laughs> of, and let's say you buy them a cooking set that's the Jets. Let's say they like basketball and they're big Lakers fans and you buy them something for their car an orna, you know, something for Christmas, whatever you have now won their heart. But they came at me and they said that, um, oh, I was a chauvinist. They came at me, but no, no, no. The best revenge was, and I got kicked out of the group. I got called every name in the book and I said it just like I told you, yeah. made the comment. Two months later, I see, you know, I can see the girls. Of course, I got kicked out of the book and I could see the girl and I see she's like, it. she went from in relationship to single. This is too much later. <laughs> so I had to send her a message and I go, so how did that playlist work? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I was like, look, you know, I said, look, honey, that's a wonderful gesture. Yeah. I didn't sit there and put it down. And they came at me and they go, if your man only likes sports, something wrong with him. He's not a real man. <laughs> like, wow. or something like they started, but some men don't like sports. Some men like rock music. Some men like country music. Yeah. Some men like, you know, what every, every, but the point is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good to be thoughtful. Like when you're dating, like nothing wrong with it. Like you got to wait a little bit like that. But once you get into a serious relationship, let me tell you how you can save money every Christmas year. You could go every Christmas. You could save money by buying, like if they love sports, oh, you're home free. <laughs> you are home free. You go on Amazon. You go on, you know what I mean? You find a sale. I have bought boyfriends gifts for $10 and, and they didn't realize like the price was cut down or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely that type of person. Yeah. Um, but they like that. So that is yeah. a good quality. But it, it's a series when you're dating that you got to like, you got to give that space and play that little, that game. That's the problem. I don't know how to do that. The game. I don't do games. So I'm straight. I meet you and you tell me you like the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to get you a sweater that says your favorite number with your last name printed in the back, Miami Dolphins. And we're getting tickets to the next Miami Dolphins game. We're flying to Miami. Right. And we're, you know, <laughs> I'm just one of these women that right. I'm just like there. And, and, yeah. And we just met two days ago. Yeah. I No, you got to wait a little bit. I know. It's my problem. You got to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait. Like for dating, you've got to wait like. A month. a month, but and then that's a little, you know, little muñeca, like a little, like something small. I'm so bad with small. No, I'm no. At first, <laughs> when you're dating, small, and then you gotta play busy, and then you gotta like. I hate games. I know the whole. Well, it isn't games. It's, uh, and then one thing about I've learned through the years with men, because of talking to men and dealing with men, men wanna feel like established. They're pretty simple creatures. They want to feel established before they get in that relationship. They want to have like their home base or whatever. And then I always say every man, this is going to be crazy that I'm saying this to women. They want to stick and move. Let them stick and move to their 35. However, if you're in a big city, LA or New York, they can stick and move to about 42. Wow. After that, if they don't stop sticking and moving, it's a wrap. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So remember like, like men, I think in any other city, like, even in Miami, like they got to stick and move. But I felt because my male cousin down in Miami, he got married at 27 and, and, and to the, I, oh, God. 
and already like he's 18 months younger than me but look 18 months older now than mm. me you get what i'm saying and yeah it, it's just not a and i think my middle cousin that they were kind of getting on his case he did it right where now he's been he has to be 40 years old so he got married at 38 i think he did it right because he's more settled yeah so the age thing can you know what i'm saying that plays a target and then what what doesn't help for us is we're latino and they're sitting there wanting you know what i mean our family wants why why did you marry why don't you have kids get the pasta something are you okay yeah it's yeah, okay yeah. mamita don't worry about it i'm, I'm not worried why, why, why <laughs> you know and like another thing it's it's true what you say I've met a lot of men that are intimidated by my success. Mm -hmm. And here's the th I'm a very humble person. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, I need a man that does this. And no, I don't care. Right. Yes, I own my own business. Yes, I am a comic. And, you know, I have all these things that I do. But it doesn't mean that I don't want more out of my life, you know? Right. I want more. Yeah. There's always room for more. And but I've met men that are happy with just the bare minimum. Mm, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but don't you want more? Like, yeah. Even if, even if. That, that can be difficult. Being in that situation daily. Yeah. It is so difficult. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a hustler. I'm a woman that's always out there. And I want the person I'm with to be hustling to. To be doing their thing. Whatever it is. Right. No tiene que say. You don't have to be a lawyer or a doctor. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, that's how I am too. You could be the best mechanic in the world. But be proud of what right. you do. And love it. And want more for it. You know what? I'm a mechanic, but I'm going to own my own shop. Right. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, Get another I'm, shop. Yeah. yeah I'm going to elevate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try something different or whatever it is. Especially like, with you being an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. I want someone that has a passion. A passion for life. A passion for like whatever it is. No me importa lo que sea. As uh -huh. long as you're passionate about something, that's all that matters to me. Right. Now, <laughs> I do have to ask this. Uh, the difference between um, being in Hialeah and now being in New York. Ooh. Tell uh, me the difference and share <laughs> with my audience. I know. I know. <laughs> it's um, so Here's the thing. You can never take the Miami girl out of me. Right. Um, I have become a lot smarter. Mm -hmm. I have opened my eyes a lot more. Mm -hmm. I lived in a bubble. Yeah, Miami is all a bubble. It's a bubble. And politically, like, and I don't like going into politics because I see the comments sometimes. And then the other Latino, like, it took me leaving Florida, and yes. then realizing, yo, they're prejudiced in other cities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've learned so much. And, uh -huh. you know, being here has been so great because I've learned about different cultures and different people. Yeah. Um, food, especially. I love food. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's like a food thing. Um, but I love learning about other people, and I felt like I was in a standstill in Miami. Mm. I didn't learn anything. I didn't. There was nothing new. Yes. I have a lot of girlfriends that I love very much, but they're at home. Yeah. With their husband and their kids. And, and the novella little, every day. In their little bubble. Like, oh, take, yeah. You know, take them to soccer, come back and then end, and take them then end. Right, and right, then right. have dinner ready. And that's not my life. See, right. Like, you know, right now I go to LA, but I feel like going out, do mm -hmm. whatever I want. It's a life that I live. Right. Um, and I love having that adventurous side that I can have in New York. Right. I make my money, I do what I got to do. Um, in Miami, I was just like, okay, nine to five, Monday to Friday. Saturday, Sunday, spend with the family, go play dominoes on Sunday. You know, it was mm -hmm. just like such a structure. And here, like I love the freedom and I love meeting like different types of people and um, just learning from people. I'm all about learning. I learn from every single person that I meet. It's all like an experience, a learning experience for me. Wow. <laughs> so listen, could you tell my audience where they can find you and about your next upcoming shows? Um, 
I probably will put this out next week. So and tell them where they could find you, your restaurant information and all of that. Yeah. So um, I have my personal Instagram or the, uh, my comedy one is Esther the Cuban comic. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on TikTok. Um, but Instagram is where I do most of my stuff. Yes, that's where, if you yeah. go to her Instagram, that's where you can see the cute little videos. Yes. Um, I like watching them. Um, and she has on different outfits and she's telling you. So that's where I found you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I love, um, just to get into this real quick, because I really appreciate it. So many people DM me mm -hmm. and tell me, like, I am so proud of what you're doing. I see you and I see myself in you. Um, so many women that are my age that have gone through a lot of things that I have, and they're like, you make me feel like there's a chance. Mm. And you just, you, I just see your confidence. Yeah. And I want to be as confident as you are and as happy as you are. And you give me a reason to smile. And that just makes me feel so good. <laughs> it totally does. Because I'm like, for such a long time, I felt so alone. I you know, understand. being a woman in my 40s, single, no kids. Right. That's hard. Aye, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> two kids but i had them real young which i'm glad yeah uh that was work <laughs> <laughs> and then um so yeah i have the restaurant the mm -hmm. restaurant is 4009 junction boulevard in corona queens mm -hmm. um right off the seven train uh, rincon criollo um the restaurant page is rincon criollo 76 so i'm also i also do that page and believe it or not i actually have an only fans for my feet oh my god <laughs> Essie's <laughs> footsies if uh -huh. you're interested I haven't gotten anybody to follow me yet um, uh -huh. I'm working on it I got really cute feet uh -huh. she got do they have the ch oh she don't have the chocolates I'll, I'll, I'll on take off. I'll oh take them off oh my gosh she's gonna take it I'll, I'll give you a little um, a little oh, I, I really cute yeah, feet. Yeah. like super super cute I'm like oh <laughs> I was so worried about her coming over <laughs> <laughs> my socks are ugly but away. Um, so yeah so the next show uh -huh. is in the restaurant May 19th it is sold out I will be there yes yes yes, yes, yes. so it is sold out with Sara Contreras which I'm so excited mm. about and she was the comic when I saw her a long time ago it was I never wanted to be a comic first off but she made me realize because I had never saw that she was the one that like stopped me and it pivoted at that moment I was like wow if she's up there doing that and I can do anything yeah so again I made a post recently on IG. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. she's she's amazing. I remember when I first saw her. I've heard of her. Yeah. And I, I, I saw her at... Um, I saw her 2007 wow. on TV. Oh, my gosh. And I never forgot her like George Carlin. So out of all the comics, those two stuck out. Yeah, she's so memorable. And I saw her in comedy in Harlem. Um, she did an hour. Wow. I wish I literally... When she got off stage, I just went yeah. like this. I was like... And it was pure like crowd here bah 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 there was no moment of silence like she was she had yes them. she's they a were, firecracker yeah they were cracking up she needs moving. to be at the stand yes we need yeah. that yes yes <laughs> but um yeah i'm super excited um i don't really have too much going on in may for some reason i really well we'll get it we'll get it going yeah. on we'll yeah. get it uh guys you can follow me on my instagram at marcella sobella and my main site is marcellasobella.com my youtube is marcella sobella that is spelled m a-R-C-E-L-A-S-O-B-E-L-L-A. -L -L -A. And also, uh, I'm trying to think of all, I got all of that. I don't even tell TikTok, just IG. <laughs> I have a, in my Facebook, of course, of 700,000 is Marcella Sobella. So thank you so much for being on Sunday Funday with Marcella Alonzo. Thank you. <laughs>